Aaron, what is all, what are all of those hanging? Are those from concerts? Yeah. So since I started touring back in 2006, like as a full-time musician, these are all my laminates from every tour that I've been on and festivals from all over the world. That is and so fun. It's the one thing that from each tour that I always kept, I always say, like, you know, set the artwork and the dates on it and everything. And the, the my, my, my one regret is that I don't, um, a lot of people go and they'll have symbols, they'll have posters mm-hmm. and they'll get like the band, especially if you do a big tour with like bigger artists, you know, like they'll go around and get everything to sign it. And I just never bothered with that. And I'm regretting it. I really wish I had like cool memorabilia. So this is all I, I have. I think those are cool. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's a badass right? wall. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been wanting to um, do something like that for forever. They've always been just in a, on a bunch of key rings, like a stack this long in my closet. So finally, when I, I moved back to Florida, I got all these rope lights and hung them up. And um, just, nice. you know, it's enjoyable yeah. to look at every day. Yeah. For sure. I love it. Well, you guys, today's episode, we're so excited for. Um, this is You Know the Vibes. Leah and Brittany are here today with Aaron Patrick. That is the voice that you hear. And we are going to get into why he has tour um, show laminates on his wall behind him. But yeah, we're excited to have you. Thanks for being here. Super excited to be here. Been looking forward to it. Yeah. So before we even, before we even get too into everything, I think we should let everyone know that um, we had your lady on here first. Yes. We call her Dr. Leah, but she's actually Dr. scientist. Leah, Leah was mm-hmm. on here a few weeks ago. We loved having her on here. And since then, the two of you have had a major life change in a forward direction Yes. Um, she recently moved. Did she move up to you? Yes. Okay. So she was in Fort Lauderdale or I guess I should, we probably should, no, she doesn't live there anymore. <laughs> like we probably shouldn't say location. <laughs> in South Florida. And then you're more central North or no? And Gainesville. Yes. That's North. Uh, I don't yes, know where that is actually. It's North, <laughs> Central North. <laughs> central North. Central yeah, North. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, was, cool. I was in Orlando for a while and then I moved here earlier this year I was working like coming up here a lot uh last year but uh, I ended up moving here this year and then I coerced her ass and I got her up here yes hell Heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I only have been to I went to Gainesville one time and we drove from Jacksonville so that's why I was like really confused on the geography of it mm-hmm. Florida like for people that don't know Brittany you know because your mom lives there Florida is this one of those states like you can just drive anywhere in the state because it's flat. So, like, you just go <laughs> everywhere. Yep. Mostly. There's, like, certain parts that, like, you might not ever go to. But I feel like most <laughs> like people have been Ocala. to, like, the whole Ocala. <laughs> I actually know like, so many yeah. people from Ocala, which is why that's really funny. I, like, know a good bit of people from there. Yeah. There's that's no reason so to funny. go there. No, there's not. That's really funny. <laughs> um. So, okay. So, you're, but you're not from Florida, right? So I'm originally from Cincinnati, and then I moved down here in 2006. I was coming down here a lot. Um, my my very first like professional touring band, I quote unquote professional, if you want to call mm-hmm. it, a bunch of 24 year old kids. Um, it was called Barry Dead, and then I I was friends with the guys for a while. So I used to come down here on vacation because that's what you do when you're when you're from Ohio, you drive to Florida. And um, so I was coming down here a lot. I made a bunch of friends. And then I ended up joining the band, the guitar player at the time, lived in Jacksonville. So okay. I ended up moving down there in 2006. So, and I've been here off and on basically since then. Wait, did you move to Jacksonville? Originally. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I lived, I lived in Jacksonville first and then St. Pete. 
yeah. And then Orlando, and now I'm in uh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's very cool. Yeah, you've lived in like I think fun areas of the state. Yeah. yeah, I love it here. I really, really do. I'm. I don't know. I just I always knew that I wanted to end up here. It's like affordable paradise. Yeah, totally. I agree. Are now, you a beach bum? I, I love the beach. You can't go wrong. Yeah. I'm more of a like, I like the setting of the beach. I'm not much of a let me go sit and bake for six hours at the beach. Uh, but I like to, I'm more of a give me an umbrella, a chair, and a cold drink. And yeah. Let me yeah. enjoy the vibe of the beach. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. I got Every, The essence, everything that comes with it. Yeah. The ambiance. Yes. Me yeah. and Leo would be the bakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, being stuck in the sun kind of stresses me out. Like if I go to the beach and I don't have an umbrella, I'm like, yeah, just it just beat me down. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be able to retreat a little bit. No, I totally get that. And as I'm older, I will say, like, I'm cool with just like going out in the sun for like an hour or two hours. But when I was younger, I even when I lived at the beach, it's like if you couldn't be there for more than two hours, it was like pointless to go. <laughs> Why would you go for two hours? It's not enough time. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was so dumb to go to the beach for that short a time. Especially, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I was say, it's, it's true, though. When I was, when I first came down, I mean, we always went to the beach. It's just, hey, it's it's there. And I don't, you know, especially when you, like, you give up your life to tour and you're in a band, you don't do anything when you're home. So it's right. you go to the beach and you hang out there. So I agree with you on that. Is the rest of your, so where does the rest of your band, and we'll get into the band, um, but where do the rest of your bandmates live? Are they in Florida? So my current band, All That Remains, uh, they're all based in like New England, Massachusetts area. Right. So, okay. Yeah, they're all from Western Mass uh, and Boston kind of areas. Okay. And now, um, I guess we could just go ahead and get into it. Mm-hmm. Aaron is in a band <laughs> called all that, Rem- <laughs> all that Remains. Some of you may have heard of it. Um, you are the bassist. Correct. Correct. Bassist. Um, okay. So if your bandmates live in like the Northeast and you're in Florida, does that work because you guys have been together for long enough that you don't need to be near each other constantly? Like you don't need to be like playing together constantly. I mean, it helps when you all live together because you can rehearse more. And the the three of them that do live up there, the, a lot of times, like when we're preparing for a tour, it's when you, when you're in a, like a tour cycle and you're constantly like doing back to back, you have a little break here and there, you kind of get in a rhythm. So you don't really need to practice that much when it's your full-time thing, but when you do a new record or we're like doing new songs, then we actually have to get together. So sometimes the three of them will get together and they'll get, they'll prime their systems and I'll learn the stuff down here and then I'll fly up and then we'll spend a couple of days as a band doing something before we leave for a tour or a show. That's cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But like you still get to live in warmth (laughs) all year. I'm I'm not moving up there. No way. Um, but you've lived yeah. in cold. You're from Cincinnati. And didn't you live in Canada yeah. at one point? Unfortunately, I lived in Canada so cold. for like four and a half years. No, I couldn't see the yeah. cold. Like my <laughs> only, I literally picture Canada and I've like, I've seen some photos to discredit this, but I just like choose to not believe that that's real. I believe that Canada is snow and ice at all times. <laughs> if, you know what it feels like it because <laughs> e- even when it isn't snowing it's they still have those periods where it's just bitter and gray and it's yeah. just depressing um but it is beautiful when like when the sun's out and it's during the summertime seasons and it gets hot i mean i, mean, I just I don't believe that it gets hot though I've... <laughs> <laughs> it'll I get 90 don't. degrees for sure <laughs> that's so wild yeah 
Yeah, yeah. When I first started touring and, you know, I'd never really been up there a lot. I, same thing in my head. I'm like, everybody listen fucking S or uh, Igloos, right? You guys got snow dogs, oh, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, so how did, how did all that remains get started? Uh, the band started back, if I don't have, I'm not messing this up. I think in 1998, <laughs> okay. um, the singer Phil used to be in a band called Shadows Fall. And which is, <laughs> it's funny, they ended up, they kicked him out of the band because they wanted to get a different singer who like could quote unquote sing. And he was like, I'll show you. So he starts all the remains. Um, nice. And he, it turns out, Phil's a great singer. And so yeah. they, the band progressed and, um, and then and so forth. They ended up getting um, previous members and um, it's been a band for you know, almost a little over 20 years. That's awesome. You guys have nine albums. I saw. Yes, that sounds right. Yes. Do Do you guys have like some kind of inspiration, like uh, another band that you look at for inspo? You know, everybody kind of has their own uh, inspiration as far as writing and the shape of the band. When Phil, the singer, and um, Ollie, R.I.P., who uh, was the original guitar original guitar player of the band, they you know they would work. And Ollie was really into like. 80s metal and King Diamond yeah. and more theatrical kind of uh, metal and that kind of stuff because he is really into guitar theory and it's just this okay. br- was this brilliant songwriter and you know was really doing stuff as far as musicianship goes and um, Phil was really into death metal so they combined it and ended up shaping the band you can tell too when you listen to those early records it's much more like aggressive and super metal but then as the metalcore scene, like bands like Killswitch Engage, and where yeah. they start doing the heavy stuff with the melodic choruses, mm-hmm. um, the band started really taking shape, especially around the 2006 era, which was the album Fall of Ideals, which kind of really blew the band up, you know. And then it just kind of took shape from there, and you know, influences took place, and the songs just kind of took a life of their own. But Ollie and Phil were the primary songwriters, and they just you can kind of tell their influences and how they started putting the songs together. Totally. So they they put songs together, and then do you guys just get like hang out and just jam? Is that how you come up with like collaborate the songs? Like it's a little different. Um, okay. Each as the band has progressed, you know, um, Ollie passed away a couple of years ago, and uh, when he when he, when he was doing it, you know, he would write thirty songs at a time, and he would bring them like I have all these parts, I have all these songs, and Phil would write two, and everybody would contribute. Um, and then after his passing, we ended up working with another producer named uh, DL, who sings in a band called Bad Wolves now, which is super exciting. Um, he he helped kind of uh, do some different shaping, where like we did some remote stuff, and uh, and I think it's it's so much just kind of taking the life of its own, and and it, and it just changed over time. When, you know, as you as you get older, people live in different places, and so there was a lot of remote back and forth, email each other stuff, and um, it's not so much like everybody in a room writing together anymore as it used to be. Okay. I like that. That's really cool. Um, I don't know anything about like <laughs> that type of process, you know, yeah. I truly only know what I would see on like TV or a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how you write music. I told Brittany, I'm like, you and Aaron are going to have to like talk about this because Brittany can, well, I know you can read music nope. and she can play piano. So I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know any of that. So I need you and Aaron to talk about that part, but that's really cool that you guys can all kind of collaborate even still, like you said, virtually can still write songs. So you said you don't read music? No, I, I can okay. read what's called tablature, Tabs, which is, yeah, but I can't read notes and stuff. Ollie could, he, he was the one like me, we have a, 
books that have, show like all the actual notes and the tabs and he yeah, would write totally. all that stuff out. He was, you know, he was going to write a book on music theory. He was very, very interested yeah. in that stuff. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask how many people or who that's in the band now. Is it of like the originals or like how many bassists have there been in the band? Uh, there has been, I think I'm the third okay. bassist uh, over the, the 20 year span. That's pretty good. And I feel like that's not a lot. Phil has obviously been a mess at the beginning. The guitar player Mike has been in since the second records, and that came out in 2001, I think. And then Jason the drummer joined in, I want to say, 2010, okay. nine or 10, something like that. So quite a long time. Yeah. Okay. That's was cool. there like an audition process? No, it was really funny how, as far as my part goes, I was actually tour managing the band, which um, okay. as other than music, I have had a whole separate career tour managing and, yeah. and working for artists. So we toured together back in 2006 uh, with, when I was in my old band, Bigger Dead. And uh, we used to always uh, kind of joke, you know, like, you know, if something ever happens, you know, whatnot, like, you know, like we're, we, we're going to call you and I'm, whatever you know you don't really yeah, put too much yeah. stock in anything like that and um Jeannie the previous bass player she had gotten engaged and kind of wanted to come off the road and do a, her own thing with her husband or fiance at the time and you know do her own kind of family thing and um she called up and said hey I don't want to do this anymore 30 seconds later I get a text and he goes you want to be in the band because we'd already <laughs> been touring together so yeah. we knew that we already could we could cohabitate very well and yeah um, we, we already worked together pretty well and obviously like I'm a and like and I can handle yeah, yeah. the performance part and all that good stuff and uh it was like just like that yeah, that's so that's cool awesome. so when you jump in like jump into bands like that do you have to like fly out and they're like all right here's all of our songs like they're like yo here catch up here's our music <laughs> good luck I've been fortunate to fill in and play for a lot of different artists I've filled in for Lamb of God I've in Flames, uh, Bear Dead, Devil Driver. Who else did I play for? I played for uh, did some shows of Bleeding Through. So these are some other metal band names, but typically I ask, hey, can you make just send me a video of you playing the song and I'll take it from there just so I can like see what you're doing and then make sure that I'm doing everything correct and then I'll put my own little um, to the space so you know you can you can mess around with the songs a little bit more versus the, the guitar part. So that was, that's pretty much it. Or um, Oh, or I'll show up and go, hey, let's spend some time and I'll I'll learn it and let's just get on. Wait, so you're so- not <laughs> Brittany sees my face. Yeah. You're you're like freestyling? Uh so bass is a little different than guitar because you know you're you have the liberty of playing within the scale and okay. you're playing off of the rhythm. And if you know if a song has four chords in it, you don't necessarily have to stick to those four chords as the guitar riff leads the song. You can you know, there's a whole scale and all these different notes that fit within that frame. And depending on how the feel of the song goes, you can take as many liberties as you want, really, as long as it makes sense and fits the song. Okay. That's what's cool about bass is, you know, you can you don't have to be precise all of the time. And you can okay. kind of, like, get loose on it a little bit. <laughs> you can freestyle a little bit. Freestyle. Okay. Have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's really cool. Because my brother can play and plays both guitar and bass but like as far as be like playing music and being in a band I had no idea that it's like different as far as the the parts that you memorize or like the the parts in the song 
Yeah, it's funny. Like, if you're the guitar player and you do that, we just call that wanking. You'd be like, yo, calm down. Play the song. You know. Like, that's not the song. That's not doing? the song. We're well, not Eddie Van Halen. Calm down. <laughs> but with bass, you can kind of go, you know, you can kind of yeah, have yeah, some yeah. fun with it. You have a little bit more liberties. Yeah. Totally. Do you, do you have, like, a favorite memory on stage? I mean, we played a show in, um, in uh, Denver one time for... Um, there was a lot of uh, veterans there. It was for the the gentleman that own uh, Black Rifle Coffee. They put on this really cool show, and they flew us out there, and we were doing it. And this guy had a he had a prosthetic leg, and he got him like he Phil pulled him up on stage, but he ended up his leg ended up on stage, and they put beer in it. Phil drank beer out of it. Oh, oh, that, was, no. uh, that was a pretty silly moment. <laughs> Definitely memorable. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, being yeah. the person who's like that is the next day, being like, "Wow, I'm gonna tell everybody I've been yeah. like, oh. like yeah. beer in my leg, in my leg." <laughs> Sen- sentimentally, though, I-, I would probably say like the first time that I played. There's a venue in Cincinnati called Bogarts, which is downtown, and it's like a 1700 cap venue. And you know, when I was in high school and really first started going to punk and, and metal shows that was the place you would go. That's where all the big bands came through. And I saw so many artists there. So the first time that I came through and actually like played it and it was like a sold out show. I mean, that was a moment, you know, your family's there and all your friends come like, that was a big moment. And the same thing, we, we toured with corn in 2006 and we, we, we played the, um, the amphitheater there called Riverbend downtown and like my grandma and my mom were on the stage and like you know like you're like that's so cool you know like I'm not just out here playing in bars and stuff like you know like, yeah. it's really cool and like you know it's it, it, it feels good and to like see it come full circle so yeah totally so you have both ADHD and dyslexia correct okay Antrets. so Antrets. yeah I'm a hot mess yeah <laughs> yes you are i'm just kidding um, aren't we all yeah right but um so with music especially because especially now knowing that you half of the time get to freestyle does that does that do these um do they have it do you call that disability things do these things um do they have any effects on playing music or i guess you wouldn't know because it's just who you are anyway not necessarily it's i would think the dyslexia personally but i wouldn't know obviously well i don't necessarily have i mean i don't have to really read anything read the music yeah i just didn't know if it would mess up even music no it's interesting because the the two times when i don't really notice any of them um, for the most part, especially the stress part, is when I'm working out and I'm playing a show. My we call them ticks. That stuff they it's like they ceases. They cease to exist because um, it's because you like it's almost like you're giving your body an outlet. And mm-hmm. when you're under points of stress and you're confined, which is like they would act up. You know, when I was going through grade school and like it was becoming really bad, I was I was in a really really bad place because of it was bullied super hard and and the environment was terrible so I was under a lot of stress and school was very very difficult so when you have to sit in class all day and you're just stuck in this box on top of the you know you I need you need an an outlet for your energy and so it tends to make it go harder so when you're at the gym and you're training and you're or like playing a show and you're like really moving around doing your thing it's you know it's it's it ceases to to even yeah like, like it I floats mean, away for a moment That's but really some, cool. as far as the add goes there are definitely times when i'm playing and i'll look down and i'll go 
God, why would that person be wearing a gray shirt to the <laughs> show? Oh, you're going to get out so of here. so sweaty. Why would they do that? Why would you be doing that right now? Oh, I got to say. <laughs> That's so good. That's great. So, I feel like a big part of, of that music, when you play music, it's the only thing that uses both sides of your brain. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if that has a, a, something to do with your any any tics going away. Um, the, uh, you talking about like being bullied in grade school re- reminded me that you're an Enneagram four wing five. So am I. And you're a Pisces. So oh yeah, <laughs> we're, so all we're all Pisces. We're all Pisces, yes. <laughs> yes, Jamie and Brittany were like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so, uh, did you look into the Enneagram at all? I mean, I've I've never done that before, so yeah. you know, I, I I checked it out, and um, we were kind of looking over, it and I didn't. It was pretty accurate to be honest. Because Leah's a, four, a three, right? Yeah, she's a three. Because yeah. I'm uh, a three as well. Yeah. So it's it was just funny that we've had you both on, and we both were able to tell you guys like a little bit. Yeah. About so, it. So a big thing. So four is like the individualist. A big thing with fours is that kind of we struggle with the idea that no one could ever like really understand us and I feel like that's that's a huge uh, part of like my childhood and from what you were saying being bullied and stuff like that that probably is a big part of yours as well oh yeah you know I was you know we I changed everything was pretty good until I was in third grade then my family we, we moved and I changed schools and I was I was always into like metal and skateboarding and different stuff and and I you know my parents gave everything they could to send me to a decent school um and it was unfortunately full of a bunch of just privileged rich kids. Mm-hmm. And they all, they just gave me a hard time and we didn't, we didn't have a lot of money, you know, and I would save my lunch bags and, you know, I don't know. I was, I was, I was just different and uh, I was into different things. And, you know, that environment really brought out a lot of that, that stuff, like, you know, um, the, all the threats and everything. And so, totally. but totally, yeah. I know a, a, a good thing for a force to have is a good healthy outlet to get all of like our, our feelings of differentness, feelings of um, just like being alone on our own island and nobody understanding us. So good. Like you've been talking about your outlets. That's so good for Enneagram four. I mean, that's what music was. You yeah. know, and I, it Same. was, it felt like, you know, the, I would find these, uh, especially in the aggressive music world. I mean, I always, I grew up in a house. My parents were always playing records as far as classic rock and things up and goes. And then I discovered Metallica and all the, and Iron Maiden and all this other stuff. And it just felt like I had a place and then once I, you know, started, like, I really want to learn guitar and I want to learn to play drums and do all this other stuff. And it was, I would come home and it was the only thing that I felt like I had that, that felt like, I, I hate to use this term, but like safe, you know, like yeah. that was, I poured myself into that and it was my yeah. escape. And I just dove into these bands and these artists. And, um, and that's why, like, I knew going through high school and then getting in when I was in college, it's like, I don't want to do anything besides play music it's the only thing that I feel like this is where I should be what I should be doing and I gave up everything in the world college twice I mean I've missed every birthday and wedding you can imagine because I was on tour I'm like I would love to be there but this is what I have to do for yeah, me yeah. for you know like this is everything. It's your purpose it's my purpose it's your purpose I, love yeah. that. <laughs> I think that's really great though and you know not a lot of people can find that thing or not a lot of people find a way to be able to do that thing Mm -hmm. so I think it's really great that you found it and you've been able to do it and be pretty successful at it and have you know make a life out of it absolutely 
and being on tour, like that's cool, right? Like what kid doesn't dream of going on tour if they're like in a band and do music. So tell us about that. Like you guys couldn't tour obviously the whole last like year and a half. Yeah. Um, but I know that you guys are back to touring, like music is back to live shows and stuff. So that's gotta be exciting. So exciting. Like that had to be really, really hard, right? Like to not be able to play music. Does that like not to be personal about it, but that I imagine that affects your finances and your income, right? Like not being able to tour, like, right. That's literally how you make money. Mm -hmm. So now you get to go back out there on stage. You guys have tours and shows set. We had a, each month uh, this summer, we have uh, we have a couple of different festivals. We don't have any like club or any like actual touring because it's yeah yeah it's really saturated right now you know and I'm now sure. everything's everybody's trying to yeah, get yeah. <laughs> so we're like you know we're we're st- being strategic about what we do but we do have some festivals coming up which are going to be really good we're playing this one in Orlando with like Limp Bizkit and a bunch of other bands hey. and, so it's it's yeah you know like we I remember playing um, the last show we did was on December third. And we had a tour book for April and then, you know, everything starts happening and you just go, oh my God, my career's over. What am I going to do with my life? You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was scary, it was scary, but um, things are finally falling back in place. It was worth it because I think people will appreciate the live shows at this point it's again. So where, uh Oh, my, uh, my little guys, <laughs> Carl, look at this. <laughs> hey. hey, Carl. Oh, He's trying to climb on the computer. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so, you know, everybody is so accustomed these days with the accessibility of, you know, you can see anything on YouTube, you can mm-hmm. talk to anybody on Instagram, but when that all goes away, I think people are really going to appreciate and get out of the house now versus like, oh, I'll watch it on the internet, oh, I don't yeah. care, I don't care. Because the attendances, yeah. you know, and like the, your overall participation and people going to go experience shows has, has diminished all across the board because everything is so accessible and everybody has everything and they go, oh, I'll just stream it. Oh, I'll just do this. So yeah, I think, I think it'll hopefully be a healthy thing. I think so too, because everyone was forced to stay in the house through Corona. And so now it's, you just like have this, anytime you leave the house, you, this energy outside that everyone's just like, yeah, let's <laughs> fucking party. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like people are definitely going to be going to shows. Yeah, I think so. I know like, I mean, Erin, you and I both like you being in Florida and me being up here in Atlanta, like it was way, way more relaxed for us sooner like we started having things lifted a lot sooner Brittany's in Colorado she's in Denver so she's been telling us about how like the last few weeks literally it's like people are running through like the fields outside just so happy to like (laughs) have mask restrictions lifted and stuff like that because we haven't had them for a while now yeah um but then especially when that like announcement went out from the CDC like the rest of Georgia and Atlanta was like, that's it. Uh, we're done. But I feel like Colorado, you guys only lifted them when that final yes. like update about the masks came out. Like, Florida was like, Florida's like, what yeah. masks? We don't, yeah. I never even bought a mask. What you mean? I legit <laughs> saw people saying, like, I never actually even bought a mask. I would just keep using like three disposable ones. Yeah. I it's think my so gym funny. was closed for like four weeks and then they opened back up and I was like, it never really felt that bad around here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you guys had it luckier. 
So during quarantine and the pandemic, well, we should just say the pandemic because you didn't have really a quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You couldn't play, well, you couldn't play music live, you know, like you said, you felt like your career was, had now, you know, come to a brief stop, um, like a lot of people, of course. So what, what did you do? What did you do to pass your time? Did you have to get creative? Were you in a place where like you could kind of just chill? I know, you know, I know we, um, you just started on with the company, the American Barbell Club, but was that a quarantine thing or pandemic thing? Like, tell us about that. Um, so I've been, since I got into powerlifting, I was fortunate to have a relationship with, with John of our American Barbell Club and um, you know, we've been really close and thanks, thanks to him, you know, he approached me and was like, Hey man, like I'm gonna, I really want to pour, you know, some love into this company and I want to build it. I want to make it better. So, you know, I was in Orlando, so I would go up, I was coming up from June until November. I would go and stay. I was going up there almost every single month and I helped him build a brand new facility and I mean, it was no air conditioning, the summer in Gainesville, Florida, uh, Oh no! Dem- doing demo work. And we, we tore, we, you know, we tore this building down to the concrete and it was brutally hot. Um, but thankfully I had two really awesome friends, um, that we came together and we, and we all put our everything into this building and we built this beautiful gym. And that was just a lifesaver because, you know, I was going stir crazy. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, we, we made a really, really cool home and, and, you know, that all the, the members really appreciated too. And everybody came over and, um, it was just, uh, it was really, really cool. So, nice. so we, we, we basically built a gym. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you're in Gainesville Yeah, is the gym there. So I actually, I don't think I even realized that American Barbara club was a, its own gym. I think I thought that you guys were inside someone else, like inside another gym. No, when he started it, it was, I think it was in his garage at first. Okay. And, and then he got a warehouse space, uh, which was the second version, which was lasted for about, I think, four or five years. And now uh, the new building in Gainesville, which used to be some drum factory. And that was this beautiful thing. And I hand painted all the chairs, you know, like it just, it got <laughs> so some, fun, some big time TLC. And yeah. Um, and then I, I just took over the, the merchandise portion of it too. So you know, we're, we're building that back up and making that something special. And, um, I get my wonderful girlfriend to help me with a lot of these projects and, yeah. you know, and that's cool. And it gives us something to, to bond over too, because, uh, I don't know, she's creative. I'm like, you know, we just put on oh, these yeah. really awesome tie dye and bleach shirts and we, she and I did those together. And, um, that's so awesome. Yeah. So we're making it, we're making it a, a thing, you know, and like, um, that's really enjoyable too. So it's, so there's two parts of the company and, uh, yeah. That's awesome. So you're, so do you help with the gym part of it too, though, as far as like running it? Yep. Okay. Okay. So you are doing both. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I, oh yeah. It's, I'm there all damn day. And uh, I know we, yeah. we, make, we make sure it's run properly and take care of the members and, uh, and my office is in there for now, but hopefully big, big game plan is to, uh, you know, get to the point where we can get a really cool, uh, facility for all that and, you know, build, build the, merchandise portion yeah to scale that up so we're working on it it's fun it's got got a lot of really really cool things in the works and it's exciting you know like i've never really done anything like this before but um 
you know, we're just finding all these, it's just neat to make garments and brand stuff and then come up with yeah. designs. And it's almost like when you write music and then you finally get to release an album, you get the feedback from people and you get to see people enjoy it. So after we release stuff, it's, I don't know, it's just really neat to see people go like, I, you know, I love it, enjoy it. And you're like, sick, I like, I did that, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really, really neat. That's awesome. And I assume it's worked out that it won't be affected when you do go on tour because um, you can just plan for it ahead of time. Yeah. Or especially, actually, I guess, because you said it's more festival style this year and not necessarily tours. So yeah. more weekends instead of weeks at a time. It's, yeah, you know, and like, <laughs> that's on me. I need to figure out how. Yeah, just systems. My, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, when, when the touring picks up, we can we can get to a place where I can, I can handle the remote and I can, I can get some hands on the grounds back home when yeah. I'm there with, so that's, that's the, that's the game plan. So we're working on it. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's so much fun. Like so many things that are, they're creative, but in different ways, mm-hmm. like a gym and fitness and apparel and merch like that all uses creativity, mm-hmm. but completely different than music. Yeah, it's a challenge. It's, you know, it's almost like writing songs. You need to, you know, conjure up inspiration right. and make it, make it come to life and have a direction. And um, so it, there, there's a lot of like kind of bandwidth power that goes to, towards this. It's not just throwing the logo on stuff. You know, you got to like what works, you know, like how do we tie this stuff together? How do we make it unique? How do we make it cool? Um, and to constantly, consistently put out stuff that, uh, that everybody can enjoy. Yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. Um, so tell us what else I know. I know that you have more that you do because you, you are very obviously like me and you like to stay busy mm-hmm. because we know you like to cook also. I do like to cook. I love cooking. And there's your cookbook in the works. I, I'm working on a cookbook. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, so excited. You, so did you decide, um, this is just because, you know, girl power over here. Did you decide to try to book? Cause Leah is. <laughs> Like, let's be real. You can be honest with us. Is it because Leah is writing a book? So you were like, I need to write a book too. You know, it's, it's a little, <laughs> little yes, a little no. You know, she, she's, she pushes me so hard because, you know, she knows my passions and she's always like, you should do this. You should do this. And I'm yeah. always like, a, this seems like such a great idea. I'm going to start this. And then I, I, you know, I get distracted or like something else comes up. That's for shit. That's for <laughs> Leah, uh, encouraging you is the three, which is what I do to Brittany. To me. <laughs> it's, like, it's so funny. It's like awkward, right? We both need yeah. our Leahs. Yep. <laughs> We've got to have our Leahs. <laughs> yeah, That's that was, awesome. That was her originally. And then she's just like, you got to do it. So, and you know, she's, she's so good because she's an academic at all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm good at being creative and like doing physical things. Like, yeah. you know, when it, like I'm a really good at mechanic and I'm good at music like hands-on stuff but when it comes to the sit down and like you know being organized that's where I really have a I really struggle it's you know it's hard for me to sit and focus and have these yeah linear game plans in my head so she's been a godsend to me and she just uh you know this really just fulfills that other half of me with the the pen to the paper kind of thing yeah amazing that is so so awesome so are you in stages where you can talk about the book or is it still very beginner? How far are we? So I probably, I think I got about 40 recipes right now. I think I okay. want to get it to probably a hundred and keep it, Ooh. keep it concise. I mean, I know some books have 
just hundreds yeah. of recipes. Yeah, I don't even oh, know yeah. what's like typical for a cookbook. I feel like they range like mm-hmm. pretty drastically. Yeah, I mean, there, some of them are huge, some of them are small, but um, I just want this one to focus on all the things that I enjoy versus mm-hmm. me going out and trying to like, I mean, I don't cook duck foie gras, which, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, shit that is. Yeah. I, I, cook, I cook cool stuff on tour and make like delicious stuff or like steak and whatnot. So, yeah. Um, Tacos, so it's, burgers. Yeah. yeah I just yeah. want it to relate to me and my personality cool. and, and my experiences. Um, so, you know, it, it's the process of so jotting it down and then finding out a direction. But I have a really cool knife company that I've been working with called Elite. And um, they make some beautiful stuff. So I'm going to do a really cool feature with them. And because yeah. um, I, I use their products and they're awesome. Yeah. So I, I want to have those companies in corn too. I did some mm-hmm. really cool stuff with them. So I'm going to feature the stuff that I worked uh, and created for them too. And yeah. um, same way, you know, you, same way you network and you have other people involved that you have confided in you and you, you know, you have a good relationships. So um, I'm going to do all that stuff. Really cool. I'm going to ask you a question. It's like really meathead, but it's relevant. It's relevant. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just asking because of powerlifting, yeah. because of American Barbell Club, have you considered or are you going to include like macro and calorie counts in your cookbook? You know, I really didn't intend on that, but it's probably a good idea. It's easy. Yeah. Like if you're already, you're already literally weighing and everything because it's weighing out everything because it's for a cookbook. So you need the exact recipe anyway. Mm -hmm. Fully noted. I was just wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because then, you know, all your gym people would be like, oh, hell yeah. He did literally the most annoying part for me. Yes, I am going to be doing that. And then you, and then it's just easy to make your own meal in your tracking app. Totally. Yeah, that's all the targets a bingo. Right there. That's a bingo. <laughs> you just say bingo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, that's really cool though. No, it's really cool. Cookbooks are cool. I've pretty much always said, like, if I'm just told what to make, I can do it. But like, I don't know what to make. Yeah. So I just, like, need people to tell me, you know? <laughs> Otherwise, I eat the same few things. Because mm-hmm. it's your, hard. Go, you have your go-tos. Yeah. 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 Like, it's hard to decide things. But, like, I like, like, you know, when you buy, like, a blender or something, you get, like, a mini cookbook in it. Yeah. Or, like, a mini, like, <laughs> recipe book. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, I got some recipe, baby. Because, like, I don't know what to fucking make, man. I don't know how people come up with it, but you have 40 recipes in yeah. your head that you so make. Far. So mm-hmm. yeah. We got 60 more to go. Yeah. And, and what's cool, too, is, like, you know, I'm, we're fortunate to – I should say we're fortunate to have me, but, but – <laughs> We're fortunate. <laughs> so my my palate. But, you know, the, the original inspiration for this is because unlike a lot of bands, you know, people go on tour and they just, you get what you're fed or like you'll, you can, you get a shopping list and you'll get some rider stuff and you get a buyout and you just go eat somewhere. But because I, I love to cook and I like to take care of my people, especially that's the tour manager and me, I'm always the bus mom. I'm always the one taking care of everybody, making sure everything's clean. But I get, I get a bunch of cooking resources on the bus. I usually get it like I have a rice cooker. I have a big 16-inch skillet with a lid on it and a toaster and obviously the microwave. And um, yeah, if we have a grill in some places. But I always get groceries every day and I cook food. I'll cook steak. I make all kinds of shit. And I, I cook for everyone on the bus. And it ends up saving all of us money because there's always food. There's totally. always leftovers. And a lot of that stuff, you know, everyone's like, oh, 
you should put this out there, you know, like it's and have stories that go with this, or maybe, you know, you can put a memory with it. So that was kind of the original idea to um, put together the stuff that I make on tour for, for other artists or bands, or maybe somebody else would be inspired to like, you wow. can actually eat clean and get all of your meals in without having to go out because half the time you're like, well, I guess I'll just- Get like go. McDonald's. Yeah, you each either eat trash or you have to spend a hundred dollars a day going yeah. out, to, going out to eat all the time, and it just gets goes. You burn through money so fast. I'm like, oh. I'm trying to save my buyouts. I'm yeah. not trying to spend money on tour. There you go. Come home with money. <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of the original inspiration for it. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. What yeah. is your favorite meal? Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? I've always been a breakfast guy, but uh, I would. Probably just dinner. I love eating dinner. I like gotcha. the big, grand meals full of all the fat and meat. <laughs> <laughs> <You know>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a breakfast person. I love breakfast any time of the day, though. I, love <laughs> I agree. Breakfast. I have to. I oh, love yeah. breakfast, but I just um, had blood work done, and I can't eat egg whites anymore, so breakfast is Why? not my favorite anymore. No. Why is that a thing? Because my body has a, re- a negative reaction to them, and I've cut, <laughs> I've cut egg whites out for two weeks, and my skin's never looked this good in my life. <gasps> really? Wow! I didn't know that. Would it's actually, thing. it's actually more than just egg whites. But I was just saying that because of uh, that's breakfast. one of the, yeah the breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. And so now, for the last two weeks, my breakfast has been either like a bar of some sort or like oatmeal, like awesome oatmeal. It's fine, of course. But not, like, <laughs> or I've been doing like peanut butter, banana, bacon sandwiches. Going. Well, peanut butter, banana, bacon. Banana, banana bacon. bacon. On a cinnamon. I'm going to have to try that. Cinnamon yeah, raisin never, toast. Uh, on a cinnamon raisin toast? Yeah, you guys. That's amazing. It's so good. It's so good. You get the sweet, you get I the sweet. I thought savory. that was like a normal thing. No, Leah. No, Leah. It is not. I, I definitely thought that was a very, very normal combo. All right. In, in the cookbook, you know, I was going to put like dad's corner because my dad's the one originally, he taught me, my dad's the most unbelievable cook. Okay. He's yeah. kind of how I got my original passion for it. I've worked in a lot of restaurants, but I was going to do like a dad's corner thing and put some of his recipes in there with like me and him. Maybe I'll, I'll do a Leah's breakfast sandwich. <laughs> Leah's I'll, I'll breakfast you sandwich. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, I really feel like I shouldn't get credit for this. You guys, <laughs> didn't Elvis Presley eat bacon, peanut butter, and banana sandwiches? I think it was just uh, peanut butter and banana. I don't think the yeah, bacon not, was in there. Yeah, I don't remember the bacon. I don't okay. know. Don't give me none of that bacon. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Elvis Presley for sure had bacon. Wait, what did we say? Peanut butter, peanut banana. One hundred percent. My mom used to make me bacon and peanut butter sandwiches, so I just combined it, but made the bread cinnamon raisin. Yeah, it's a pro move. Pro. Pro move. <laughs> so here I am thinking that I'm having a shitty breakfast because I can't have egg whites anymore. Really, I'm having the breakfast you guys actually want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm actually crushing it. it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank Who you. Wants to eat egg whites anyway. Yeah, that's right. Fuck an egg white. Fuck an yeah. egg white. Fuck an egg white. Oh my gosh, that is so good. But breakfast is good. Yeah, Dinner is good. Food is just good. <laughs> is just good. We're really excited for your cookbook, though, Erin. Awesome. Um, do you have? Do you name cookbooks? I, uh, yes. Title them. I mean, you could. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Of course. Nothing matters. Like you literally can do what you want. <laughs> so. Yeah, like you can write a book. So have you like come up with cookbook names? It doesn't sound like it. Not, 
Not yet. I'm at that point. Yeah. All right. So we're still in the brainstorming phases. Yeah, so thing. everyone listening, please, please feel free to DM Aaron all <laughs> of your cookbook suggestion names because um, he's going to steal it from you and you will not get credit. Yep, and that's right. just like, I just, I just made that a thing. Aaron didn't know I was going to say that. I'll send you a nickel for every cookbook there, there, there you go no <laughs> promises wait but that could add up could you imagine that could be one of those yeah. things where it's like millionaire success story where down the line there's like a netflix documentary about some fucking kid who has been receiving a nickel for every cookbook sold for like years and he's a millionaire because your cookbook yeah. was like a new york times bestseller mm-hmm. we just I manifested like that, shit. that yeah we just yeah. manifested that mm-hmm. i learned yeah. that i'm a generator manifester so we just have to like literally Put that out there and you just have to follow the path, Aaron. Yep. Follow the path. Manifest. You know, Jim Carrey goes out to a field that apparently he manifests every movie he does. So really? I'm going to wow. go next door out in that field and I'm just going to go. I'm just going <laughs> to. It is mine. <laughs> Jim Carrey does that. Apparently that's his uh, process. Okay. I can totally see him doing Wait, that But too. he might actually be a specific manifester and like he really yeah. did ask for all those movies. Yeah. That's what he says. In that, um, the one where he does the Andy Kaufman, because they talk yeah. about how he's a method actor and whatnot. He goes, yeah. every movie I did, I manifested that. I went out and I, I spoke to the universe and told me to, to become this character. And then he, that's how he like dives into all of his roles, apparently. Took totally. him. Totally. Mm-hmm. Winning. But I think he has some identity issues because he's like, yeah. yeah. How could you not? Yeah. 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 We talk about that. Like when you're an actor, because I don't really, I only know like, like maybe two, a couple, couple yeah. actors, but you know, you spend so much time, especially if you, I guess, do method and you like just go, yeah. you change Full your force. brain to be yeah. somebody else. That time is being somebody else. So you've spent how many years and how much consecutive time being somebody else, you know, like, I feel like you just get lost in the wash. Like, what is your well, identity? I, you what know, ha- so no, that it's really great. And I've, so I know two TV show actors that have both been on their shows for years and they both actually say something very similar in that you almost are kind of never fully in or fully out of character but that's specifically TV shows where you're playing the same character but that's kind of what you're saying right like where you're playing the same role yeah so like they say you just are kind of never fully in or out like one of them she's a female and has her nails painted and someone had asked her what her what her favorite nail polish color is and she was like well you know for nine months out of the year I'm this person and she's like so she wears this color nail polish so that's my favorite Ah, yeah like but she literally said it as that's also my favorite nail polish color you know but and it probably it like it just becomes it because that's what her polish is Yeah. yeah Yeah, what about the like the, the therapy rate is yeah. or something like that? You know, trying to like understand being grounded. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think a lot of them are going to therapy because they don't have time. I think so yeah. they don't have fucking time. Yeah, yeah. therapy is like when they're getting dressed for their roles. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I don't really I'm just understand kidding. That they have more time than that, but <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like psychologically that would be really um, bizarre. I mean, people do talk about it, like. When you have those yeah. shows that were on season for 20 years, like the cast of ER or like the cast of Friends, the cast of Seinfeld, like they've all talked about that. And like you do just become the character. Yeah. Did you watch yeah. the Friends reading you? I did. Oh, yeah. I missed I did. it. But then I heard that it was like not really good. 
Oh my God. It was so good. I don't know. Oh, I feel like people who don't people like love to hate on that show. People love to the hate best friends. Show ever. And it's, okay. it's, I grew it's up wholesome. loving it. Yeah. It was just it like so, so wholesome. lovely. You yeah. get the adult aspect, like it's still an adult show, but yeah. you, but it's so wholesome. Like they're not, sh- they talk about sex a lot, but like, there's not actually any sex on the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, like, I think it's incredibly well written. I love I it. I agree. Yeah. It's, a, com- it's a comfort really, show. Yeah. People Same. really, really hate on it though. They do. Yeah. And so I, re- I don't care if I don't care. I tell people I love it. Yeah, same. The reunion. Uh, oh my god, it made me emotional. A lot of people said that. Because yeah. they're all like old. Yeah. Well, that's not all what the made photos me emotional. I'm like, oh, they're old. <laughs> you know, like that moment when you realize your parents are old, and you're like, that's how I felt when I saw. No, my friends but they're gonna live forever. Don't they? Won't. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. No problem. Right. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, that's funny. I love that though. Friends is great. Fuck everyone. Who's so is, uh, so you got a Deathly Hollows tattoo, as do I. Yeah, I gotta tell you though. Oh no. You. Oh, oh no. You're gonna let oh, me no. Down? oh no. All right. <laughs> I really, really like those movies. I do. Of course. Love the, the movies. Okay. Really like the books. But. I'll pretty I'll pretty much like I'll watch the movies if someone puts them on, if they're on, whatever. But I'm by no means a super fan of Harry Potter. By okay. no means okay. whatsoever. The fact that I have a tattoo for Harry Potter is actually really funny because, like, I could probably go into trivia and, like, not win. Not know a thing. <laughs> but I have a tattoo for this, like, series on, on my fucking hands. finger. On my finger. Where everyone can And I was, like, 26 when I got it. It's not like I was a kid. I was a grown-ass <laughs> adult when I got it. I was well, maybe, I like, 23 or 24, but still. I love the movies, but I think there's the people that have actually read the book and then they actually actually know everything. Yeah, and like they get deep into it. I'm like, I don't yeah. know any of that. I just I love. I met books. I <laughs> met a woman one time who had an entire leg sleeve of Harry Potter. It to was each good. their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was really good. Got art, <laughs> but fuck, like that's a lot, you know. That's a lot. Um. So yeah. yeah. So I have the Deathly Hallows on my finger, but I also this is just like funny. I never got compliments on it until I had had it for about three years. And then it was like, all of a sudden, oops, one day people just started commenting on it. Interesting. I'm like, I've had this for so long. Yeah. Been here. Somebody yeah. Here. <laughs> but maybe it, and I can't, I honestly don't remember now, but maybe it was around when like the last movie came out or something. And so then people started, that's it. That's my tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, and I actually, do you have any tattoos for like movie characters or like game characters or brands? I'm always yeah, curious I, about when people do that. I have. Um, because obviously I have, I, have a Harry I, Potter. I have a couple band tattoos. Um, okay. I think the Harry Potter is the only like, like media, like TV yeah. or anything that I, that I think. That I, I guess have. media was the word I was looking mm. for. Yeah, I think I just mostly a lot of band stuff and okay, other things. I guess whatever. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, I don't have I'll, any. Couple coffee tattoos. <laughs> I have a co- I have just one coffee tattoo. Yeah, yeah, cool. You have a blasted arm. Can I ask you about that? Yes, this is a deep conversation. Oh, is it? It's, it's totally fine though. Okay, care. and so, you don't even have you actually don't even have to give me a lot of detail. I actually just have like specific questions that I always wonder about, like blacked out pieces. 
Like, I'll does it hurt any, really fucking bad? How does it heal? Not any Do you have to do so many sessions? Do only certain artists, like, are they only able to, like, how to get it so black? <laughs> like, these are what I wonder. So it's it's like anything else. You know, I think when he, um, my, the forearm part and the top part, I've only had two sessions and he did each one of those. I think the first one was like four hours and the other one was like three and a half or something. But I think he used a 14 mag, nothing crazy. Um, maybe a 17 or something. I'm not, I'm not really sure. But um, yeah, you just, just circles and pack it in like you would yeah. shade anything else. Right. Um, so it's not a different process. It's literally just blacking exactly it out. Thing. Now, I don't know about, because we're going to do white on top of it. So I, okay. don't, I don't think oh, there's anything I've different. seen that. Yeah. It looks, and especially this, cool. this dude, Timmy B. He's up in Massachusetts. This dude is like one of the most unbelievable artists ever made. More than the new school um, uh, mm-hmm. realm. His name is like, I think, Timmy B. 413. Huge following. But this dude's he's the real deal. Okay. And conveniently, he's kind of where we rehearse. So we usually want to go up to Mass and the nice. session's done before the tour, which sucks getting your whole arm tattooed and then have to go play shows a couple of days later. Uh, but it's all gross and drippy yeah. and shit. Drippy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I was straight edge for uh, 17 years. Long okay. Because, you know, when I was 19, it got to the point I was, my drinking was so out of control. And uh, a lot of that stuff from my childhood and, and, you know, I went, had a lot of angst and I had a lot of issues and mm-hmm. went through a lot. And I, you know, just, just discovered like my crutch through alcohol and, right. and, uh, and abuse and all that stuff. So it got real bad. It, it was the thing, point where like I'd be in school and it'd be the only thing I could think about. And, uh, and if I couldn't get drunk, I mean, we're talking 17, 18. And if I couldn't get there, I would get upset. I would get angry. I could never just have a couple of drinks. What's my, my dad says, uh, One's too many, a thousand's not enough. Mm-hmm. So that applied. So, you know, I was fortunate to surround myself with a whole new group of people that were that were straight edge. Mm-hmm. And they really helped me get my life together. Because nice. I was either going to end up in prison, you know, and uh, or, or worse. Know, drive drunk. I mean, I was driving drunk all the time. Just being real stupid, real stupid. And, uh, and you know, I just was like, man, it kind of made me realize if I don't get this together, like, it's not going to end good. So I met a whole new group of people and they just became my best friends and uh, it had changed my life. You know, it was the best thing that I ever could have done for myself. Um, but I went through a terrible divorce and, uh, and I was in an emotionally abusive relationship and it really, you know, beat me down. I lost a lot of my self-worth because, you know, the person that you're with, they uh, just, you know, make you feel like you don't have mm-hmm. anything when they're miserable. And, and uh, so long story short, you know, I, I just made some life choices to kind of deal with that in certain ways through discover the weed, <laughs> but, but it helped me though. It really, really did because I was, I was so depressed and I was, you know, really had anxiety through the roof and, um, and I, you know, I, and I felt isolated. I was in Canada and I was away from all of my, fr- all of my friends living in a different country, which yeah. Uh, bad but you know in a frozen tundra at that frozen tundra i love st pete i love st pete beach <laughs> no like literally ice and snow constantly yeah. 24 hours a day 365 yeah. days a year like and you had to get out of there day. yeah like you literally <laughs> had to leave that igloo yeah um <laughs> but you know I, I i chose not you know and i i came close to drinking a lot of times but thank goodness i didn't and um but uh you know it, it honestly helped me it really really did and uh and then getting out, you know, and it was, it was tough for me to, I had to tell a lot of my, you know, these 
to my community of friends and the people that like I was super close with and we had a connection. We've been through a lot of stuff together over the last 17 years. Um, but you know, I, I made a choice to, to not go back down that hole. Yeah. Cause you know, once again, like, I just think I would have, it would have been game over. Who knows yeah. what, where that would have took me. Cause I was just in such a bad place. Right. Um, so, you know, like, but I had also had a lot of straight edge tattoos and uh, I felt like it was the, you know, obviously the right thing to do to yeah. throw them up, you know, new on, get, kind of take care of all that stuff. And, um, but, you know. As, so you uh, just, so you decided to blast instead of like laser or lighten or just like. I ain't kinda... going through any of that okay. laser shit. Okay. No way. I heard it feels like bacon grease under painful. skin. No, I've, yeah. I've heard it is never <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, Were they really dark? Is that why you couldn't? Okay, they were just hella dark, so you had to black them out. Yeah. Plus, a a lot of the stuff was super old too. I mean, I I, probably looked like shit anyway. (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, I've been getting tattoos since I was 18 years old, so you know, some of the stuff was you know really, really old, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna start fresh and do something with a new artist, make one big consecutive piece. Yeah. Consistent. Yeah, consecutive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he, you know, he's such a good artist. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's do something cool and cool. Um, black it out. Do the white on top because he showed me some of the stuff that he did. I was like, I've seen hey, it. That looks awesome. So yeah. let's go for it. I've seen it, Brittany. If you've never like started yeah, down a, have to look a rabbit up. hole on Instagram. Me and Amber can send you some stuff because my sister and I will will send each other like blacked out arms sometimes because we're just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then you start finding the ones that have the white ink and sometimes people use red. And it's I like, um, do you know what it makes me think of? And my boyfriend, Mark's going to kill me for not being able to remember his name. But the one um, superhero from Guardians of the Galaxy with the... Oh, Drax. Yes. Yeah. So like the blackout or like, yeah, the, the blackout tattoos, the ones that have the red always makes me think of him from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like an, in, <laughs> okay. it's like an inverted tattoo kind of mm-hmm. is what it looks like. At least to me. you see like the negative space. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know anyone that really has, I know the guy. From I've seen Indian it on Instagram, not arm. real life. It's just yeah. Instagram. It's probably Photoshopped. <laughs> yeah. But he, um, he has this organ. You can you know you can shade it, and it kind of looks like um, like like if you were to use uh, chalk on a board and add shading, it just kind of has that feel to it. And it looks okay. Really so I think we're gonna do. My original plan was to do because I love Beetlejuice. It was like my yeah. one of my favorite movies growing up. So I was like, it's black. So I used to use the negative space. So maybe we do a sandworm and put them on there. And because Leah helped me read rediscover my love for outer space and i've learned so much about astronomy astronomy from her so i was like maybe we'll do the sandworm and in the movie he goes oh you've been to saturn so i think i'll do some planets and stars and like do like a a really like like have them both kind of together yeah that's my game plan that's i love it that's great well you'll have to share it with us um as it gets completed because i know that's really interesting but that's that is all I have for you, Aaron. I think this okay. was great. I think this is a really great combo. What do you think? Hundred uh, percent. Okay, awesome. I'm trying to look at where's that our, our time at. Brittany and you're, I always try to be so. You're the first of our person time. that I've publicly talked about that with too. So, <gasps> you know, so well, I think people. I, I, I don't want, think. I think what you said was awesome. I think it's. Cool. I just want people to to know that like the big scary part of that was you know like I was really dug in with that culture and it had been such a huge part of my identity and everything. And, and it was yeah. really, really terrifying for me to like yeah. be open and about that, but to break it. 
Well, you know, and it kind of like my guitar player kind of caught me or discovered me on tour and everything. And we had this long heart to heart one night. And it's funny because he's the young guy, the, he's the 27 year old. And I'm the, well, you know, I'm yeah, fucking, the adult. Yeah. I'm way older than <laughs> um, but, you know, he made me realize he was like, look, man, like if you're doing something that actually helps you and this is, you know, and it's, it's not alcohol, it's not self-destructive that there, there's a reason why people are actually getting prescribed this stuff and it is actually helping them in a natural, real way. Yeah. You should never be afraid to be yourself. And like, if people, you know, if you, you can't be open and honest with your friends, then like, then what's the point, you know? Right. And, yeah. and, you know, like there, and not to mention like people go through abusive relationships and don't even realize that they're in them. You know, I yeah. you, get, you get so yes. dug in and you don't realize that like, my God, like I was so just, just smashed down and made to feel yeah. worthless every yeah. single day of my life and I every you know and it like it just destroyed yeah. me um so like you know there is a light at the end of the tunnel and, and um it's it's okay to you know, reach out and talk to people and you can pick and find alternative ways other than taking pills or drinking or doing something that's actually damaging you or digging you deeper that's not going to make you feel better um it's okay it's okay yeah. And it's all part of being human. You know, we're all on like our own unique paths and we have to do the things that are best for us and, and not always put everybody else in front of our own needs, mm-hmm. which sometimes that can be hard in itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you can, you can apply it to, to other things too. People coming out, people just, you know, yeah. like be yourself. It's okay. Be you yourself. know, like, and if somebody doesn't respect you or someone's not willing to listen to your conversation and like go, I understand, like, you know, um, I see what makes you happy and I want you to be happy. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a big problem that people struggle with. And like, yeah. I, you know, people need to hear other people have it and see inspiration to, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, so. Agree. I, agree. I think that was great. And I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah. 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 If, cool. it, if, it, if it helps one person and if yeah. it touches someone, one person's life, then awesome. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's wonderful. And I think that, um, you know, that was a really, that was a large reason for Brittany and I wanted to, we always just say that this podcast is us just like recording our conversations. <laughs> and that's, but that's like, that's why, because sometimes you get to have these really, really cool conversations that you didn't even know the conversation was going to go that way. And so mm-hmm. getting to record them and getting to, share certain experiences that a lot of times people think that they're completely isolated in that experience. And yeah. then you just need to hear that one other person did it too. And you're like, wow. Okay. Not alone. Cool. Okay. Yeah. You're like, okay. So one other person, even just one went through this and they're alive. So I should be able to do it too. Absolutely. So that's, that's why we record these conversations and <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's cool though. I think that um, you do really cool stuff and I think a lot of people would really like it. So we're going to make sure to put your info in the description on how people can find you. Do you want to, do you want to leave anyone with any one last shout out? Right now, <laughs> you know, the, the two people that have had the biggest impact and have really affected my life is John from American Barbell Club. You know, he just, uh, he believes in me and I believe in, in what we're doing and um, it's, it feels really, really good. And he always has, he's always supported me since we became friends and it's, it's, it's really, really awesome. And, and Leah, of course, you know, she's just been such a huge, huge, like, like uplifting human in my life. And, you know, so we, great. yeah, you know, like we, we both come from a place of uh, a 
of hardship. And uh, I think we complement each other so much and we get each other and we're just on the same page. And she just, she, I just couldn't ask for a better teammate. You know, it's just so cool to, you know, to find someone that you like, you can work well with and that believes in you and, and vice versa. You, I believe in her and she's doing so, she has so much cool stuff on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just sick. So that's that. But like more than anything, like follow your passion. You don't need to, pe- pe- people box to get, feel like they they build their own box around them right you're like oh i have to do this or like especially being from the midwest you gotta go to college you gotta get a family you have to just live this life follow the path expect of you and same thing like i wasn't meant for that i was not meant to go get some job wear wear a a button-up shirt and sit in a cubicle like my brain does not work that way Mm -hmm. and a lot of other people's don't and their parents set expectations for them or or whatever they think it's like there's such a huge world out there and so many cool things and especially the people i think maybe because of shark tank too but people are discovering that you can be an entrepreneur and you, yeah. you can like really build your own life of something that you want to do mm-hmm. and like follow it i mean once again i college twice i i gave up art you know i was i was going to go into art and be a graphic designer and do to into advertising but I didn't want, I know that I think that I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to just go, well, it's a job and I know that I can do it. And I know that I'll be secure and it'll be fine. Fuck that. Fuck yeah. that. Get out of your comfort zone and go and just make your own life happen. Manifest that stuff. That's Manifest right. That Get in that shit. field and think about yeah. what you want to do. That's you know? right. Yeah. So that's, that's my great. advice. I think that is wonderful. And that. Yeah. That is what we talk about on the show. You guys know the vibes. Always surround yourself with people mm-hmm. that are only going to level you up, only going to bring you 100%. further. Don't waste your time with just, just, I don't know. You you can tell who who is encouraging you and who has your back and, totally. and who is going to be an ally and not just like suck the life out of you or yes. just put you down and be like, I don't know, you can't do it. You know, yeah. or if anybody throws negativity your way or you feel that. Cut them out. Your, 1-800-SEE-YA. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's right. And we're going to end it with that, you guys. Thank you again. Erin, <laughs> yep. you stay on with us. We're going to just close it out with everyone. Okay. Please make sure that you guys are following the show. Send it to a friend. Leave us a rate and a review. But remember that we only accept five stars over here. We love <laughs> yes. you guys. We'll talk to you next week. See you, everybody.